coming to you from the KUCI headquarters in sunny Irvine, California. It's half past five with Paxton Wright. Tonight's guest, filmmaker and animator Ryan Shannon, featuring music by Ryan Shannon. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Paxton Wright. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I remain Paxton Wright. Last I checked, uh, looking at my looking at my state-issued ID, it does say Paxton Wright, so I think we're all uh, in the clear on that. Folks, what a fantastic show we have for you tonight. I know I say that every time, and I mean it about a third of the times. I mean, guess what? This is one of those thirds. I'm very, very... Uh, uh, excited to say. Uh, I was lucky enough to have on a good dear friend of mine and also a very, very, very talented individual, a multi-threat, as we call it in the biz. What biz is that? I don't know, but I'm sure multiple bizzes refer to him as that. Uh, he is a filmmaker. He's an animator. He's an artist. He's a, a musician. He does it all, baby, and he does it all with flying colors. And that is Ryan Shannon. Uh, Ryan and I had a delightful conversation in my apartment because we were unable to book space in the uh, studio at the proper time. So this is another remote interview. So you will notice a, a, a change. I will not say a dip, but a change in sound quality uh, while we discuss the life and times of an artist who is constantly discovering new new talents and accolades of his. Uh, we did. We barely scratched the surface. I hope you guys enjoy it, because I know I sure did. We'll also be closing the show out with uh, some of his music. Ryan is a piano player, and a fine one at that. Uh, we'll be closing it out with his covers from two oh-so-iconic video games, uh, which are the Dire Dire Docks theme from Super Mario 64, and one of my personal favorites, the theme to Gruntilda's Lair from Banjo-Kazooie. So you have those to look forward to. And we plug it at the end of the show, but I'll plug it once more. Remember, if you want to uh, follow Ryan Shannon and his musical endeavors, you can check out Musical Inferno 42, spelled exactly like how you'd think it would be spelled. Highly recommend it. Got a lot of good content on there and a lot of good content still on the way. Uh, for other great content, you can follow this show's podcast, why don't you, on Apple Podcasts at KUCI colon half past five. And remember, if you want to reach out to me with any questions, comments, inquiries, insults, and or advice, you can always do that at my email address, which is paxtonwright at KUCI.org. That's P-A-X-T-O-N-W-R-I-G-H-T at K-U-C-I dot O-R-G, baby. Now, without further ado, I present to you my interview with the one, the only, the great, the legendary, the pretty cool guy, Ryan Shannon. Enjoy. But this is just, we're going to start recording. We're going to flow into the conversation. How's okay. that sound to you? Are you getting a call? I'm getting a call, but oh, I'm going text it away. Jeez. Um, Highly unprofessional. This is right at the top of the interview. And I'm leaving this in the interview to teach you a lesson. No, please don't, though. Okay, I'm here. <sighs> hey, howdy, hey. Hey. Hey, Ryan. howdy, hey. Thanks for, hey, Paxton. Thanks for topping off the show with that. 
Of course. I do my best. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes. And giving me this much freedom. Hey, Ryan, it's it's the least I could do. Well, that, you're too kind. It's really not the least I could do. There's less I could do. I could just not have you on the show. Excuse my audio uh, coming all the way over here. I had to adjust the microphone. So audiences, yeah, mm. audiences are going to have my face kind of, my, my face, my... <laughs> Hopefully, that'd be interesting. <laughs> We're transcending time and space wow. with this show. I'm... Wow. We're innovators, Ryan. We are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. No words. <laughs> no. No words are necessary. <laughs> Ryan, uh, thank you for coming in on such short notice for today. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm glad to be here. I know you are, Ryan. Right here in the KUCI office. In the KUCI, the KUCI headquarters, yes. Headquarters. That's a the, better word. The place we always record in. Yes. The place where uh, the... Mic quality has always been at this level, and there's no reason to go back and check that. Um, at all, you, ever. Yes. If you know what my roommates' voices sound like, and you hear people outside the store that kind of sound like my roommates, A, don't know why you know these really <laughs> intimate details about my life, um, unless you're one of my roommates, and B, don't question it. It's fine. It could be like uh, bring your kid to work day. Yeah, it, bring your roommate to work day. It is bring your roommate to, roommate yeah, to work day. It's, thought, thanks, Ryan. Of I I completely I forgot to check the calendar and I forgot <laughs> that I brought my roommate to work today. Yeah. So, anyhow. Anyhow. Uh, Ryan. Yes. How are you doing today? I'm all right. I'm doing good. I'm feeling better now that the day is kind of going on and we're hitting the the tail end. We we have we I would say we've successfully hit the tail we've end of the day. Most of it. You know what's funny, too? I'm ready to laugh. Well, it's not that funny. It's more I'm just like... I'm ready a, to smile. It, I think it's worth a smile. Yeah, it's a smirk. <laughs> We're recording this on a Tuesday near the end of the day. This is also going to be airing a couple days later, but it's also going to be airing near the end of the day, so audiences can still find this relatable. Ah, we're relatable. Is it? Can you believe it? No, I really can't. Well, (laughs) maybe maybe they can? No. But it's a nice idea. Okay. I'd sure like to to have someone find me relatable someday. Ah, someday. Yeah. (laughs) What are you going to do? Not much. No. Just keep keep doing radio. <laughs> Nothing's I suppose. gonna change. No, no. This is uh, we're uh, we're in our we're in our early twenties, sort of coming up on our mid twenties now, Ryan. It's, Please uh, don't say that ever we're, again. Where it's it's this the cycle has begun. Uh, the vicious cycle. It's has not a begun. cycle. It, I mean, for us, it's not a cycle. It just goes until it ends. Well, I'm talking about like the Ouroboros of uh, of uh, just repeating mistakes. Oh, okay. You know, I see. Yeah, this come. is a. This is a very cynical show, if you oh, want to know, Ryan. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so I didn't was... know. Yeah, you didn't... Prepare. Well, I guess that's a more effective way to communicate the cynicism, is being, bring people in who aren't expecting it, and then you just corrupt them. Exactly. Um, hey, folks. Everybody dies one day. Every day, actually. That's true. That's true. God. Yeah. Anyway, Brian, thanks for coming on. I'm glad to be here. This... Well, I, I can still be, in a general sense. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh so Ryan, you've been a uh, you've been a filmmaker for how long would you say now? Oh goodness, I'd say since 2017, 2018, maybe twenty sixteen if we want to count animation. No, yeah. which we we can. Yeah, that's right. Because you have a, 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 a I, th- I think an impressive history with animation oh, as well. You're too kind. I I am, and you should be groveling on your knees, I, thanking I'm me. I'm just scared now, but. Mm-hmm. 
What, what can you do? I'm scared too. Uh. But what was it that really caused you to take to these mediums of storytelling um, to this extent? So yeah, so be, um, for animation specifically, I was I had started out by just being very familiar with kind of Disney films and uh, cartoons and the kind of nostalgic experience that those entail. But then as I got older, I kind of learned more about how animation is made. Uh, and I was just so impressed by it. It's frame by frame. Everything is handcrafted. And I thought that was amazing. So, so the more I learned about how it was made, the more I went from thinking that's ridiculous. How on earth, how on earth could anyone do that to what if I could do that? And then I flipped it. And then I, so for that reason, I started pursuing it and trying to prove that I too could be a part of this incredible medium of storytelling and contribute to it. And that was in community college that yeah. you sort of came to that uh, that conclusion? Yeah, and I was really lucky in that my community college had classes for animation through which I could kind of gauge um, how I, what it would be like to actually do it because it's very disciplined, it's very detail-oriented. You know, appreciating, appreciating animation is nothing like actually doing it because it's very intense. I can speak from experience as someone that tried animation and gave up on it very quickly yeah. because of that discipline. Yeah. Um, it really requires an almost masochistic dedication to that craft, wouldn't you say? Yeah. yeah, a lot of interviews where you see people talking about anime. It's funny, there's this kind of um, dissonance, I think, where people who make animations tell stories about friendship and, you know, people... Uh, the good of people communicating or the good the beauty of human relationships there we go mm -hmm. there's a, there's the tagline or whatever um, and yet they they've like been divorced five times because they're just too committed to their craft they can't actually sustain any of these kinds of relationships outside the context of their work right um, it's I, interesting I mean it's like yeah I even think just about like some of the greatest animators of all time are some of also the most just cynical, angry people. Yeah. The like, uh, the like Ralph Bakshi's of the world, the John Kays. Which John Kay is another. If you don't, you know about John Kay. I'll just. Um, but the uh, the uh, yeah, just uh, if there was a jump there. By the way, for audiences speaking, I had to explain to Ryan real quick just some of the skeletons in um, uh, John Kay's closet. And uh, it's not really appropriate for radio. If you're if you're interested in the creator of Ren and Stimpy's uh, darker uh, past, that's something to explore on your own. But that's not yeah. the kind of thing we Future's do. Futures now. Futures now. Be easy. You got a phone. As long as you're not driving, pull up that phone mm -hmm. and look up John Kay and his scandal. Well, it's for the not faint of heart. Um, if you're of, if you're of the yeah. camp that is considers himself faint of heart, I think you're better off you don't not have to knowing. Care. It's fine. You don't have to care. It's this pretty is, specific. This is animation dorks talking about yeah. animation dork stuff. You don't need it. That's what we do. You're so much cooler than us. God. Anyway, the more I did it, the more I realized I was... Because art had never really come supernaturally to me in the first place. Um, just growing up. Um, I think I was trying to prove that I could do it almost more than I was just enjoying it. And while I was enjoying it to an extent, I didn't think that pursuing it at a professional... I thought that if I had pursued it at a professional level, it would have killed my enjoyment of it. And that's not a good thing. Um, whereas when I started taking their more uh, filmmaking classes, 
um, that felt more right to me. And I really enjoyed um, the more collaborative process of it. And the, the it's less work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm wholeheartedly with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, I think we both had similar, it's interesting you mentioned mm-hmm. that because we both kind of similar, I think, takes on it. It's like, wow, this is so exciting. I love animation. I love drawing. I, this is just, this is, my whole world revolves around this. You do it for a little while and you realize this is hell. Uh, I don't, I don't enjoy this. I, I'm not an obsessive person. You need that to can, be. You need to be obsessive. Oh, it's ho- I mean, yeah. It needs to be the only thing you enjoy doing in your life. Basically. Like, yes. You can't even enjoy interpersonal too, relationships. And, and you have to be talented, I that, think. It's so hard. Uh, it's, it's, and, and that is like, and, and like at the end of the day, if we can take it back to the cynicism aspect for a minute. Oh, good, yeah. Um, Keep that I think through we, line running. But as I remember, that is the, that is the, is the through line theme of the show. Mm. Um, I mean, end of the day, once you get really, really, really good at it, all that skill is for naught because you just end up drawing keyframes and then s- sending the hard stuff overseas for it to be oh. done by underpaid people. That's, so, oh, yeah, you, you, you buried it into a cynical, cynical grave. So it's just it's a lot of hard work to really end up not having to do the hard work in the end. Um, but that's like two decades of hard work. Anyhow, you went on to do film. What was um, what was what was your first sort of foray into the world of filmmaking after animation? So there was. I was really lucky that um, there was a film production class, also a digital media club. That's less important. Um, at the community college, through which I was able to make films that were both good and not good, just to kind of feel out um, what that was like. Um, but it's almost I like you're a film student. Like, well, yeah, what is this? Um, it's funny, like, there are students who consistently make bad films, and then they make one really good one that's not like any of the others. Um, it's like you're a whole person. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the, the one that kind of sold me on it the most was I did a documentary about the Golden Gate Mercantile, which is this old mercantile in Ferndale, California, which is a beautiful, cute little cow town. Um, with a lot of old buildings and uh, it's a very community feel. This Mercantile, it's a two-story building and it just has this kind of almost Main Street Disneyland feel, but in a more kind of low-key rustic way where there's a... Yeah, and um, so I just, I went in. I was going to try the Ferndale Museum because I figured it's a museum. They should have stories, but I ended up leaving, feel like I had the weight of like Ferndale's entire history on my back, but I hadn't actually learned anything. That's not good. But I met the the couple who owned the store and they were very kind and they were like, they were interested in the idea of um, doing a project. And I learned that the couple who'd originally started it back in the seventies were just like right next door in this little, um, little jewelry shop that they now own so i kind of saw this nice like passing of the torch um dynamic that went on uh between them so i i followed through with it i interviewed them i got a lot of footage of the of the store drone footage and footage just of all the different knickknacks they have um and it was great uh largely because when it was done and i showed it to the to um especially the current owners it really resonated with them and they really felt like i was um accurately portraying something or and sincerely portraying something that's their lives and that's uh not something to be taken for granted no no (laughs) no it isn't and so that was kind of uh so anyway if we're if we're going to use i think the key word of the interview through line um if that's sort of the through line of your creative career 
uh, it, it sort of established it, which is sort of that love of sort of storytelling and more specifically telling very unconventional kind of stories, I think. Yeah. Um, for instance, there was a film which I actually uh, co-starred in. You did, yes. Um, that you did last year, which I would also dare say is uh, unconventional. It's conventional storytelling with a very unconventional yeah. twist on it, Just if you want to delve well, into that. I will. Um, it's called Talking Ahead. Um I'm fighting the post-production on it, so it's not out in the world yet, but it will be, just you wait. And it's just about um, two friends who are having a conversation. But get this, um, one of them has a watch that lets them time travel at will. Um, And the one with this watch is very selfish, doesn't pay attention to the other friend until his watch breaks, causing him to... Um, get launched into the future. So the the kind of ele- elevator pitch, I guess, would be that it's a conversation that captures both the falling out of this friendship as well as the the kind of fight that brings them back together two years later. Except that as we see it, there and as the time travelers exp- seeing it, they're happening simultaneously. And so that's like it, so. Of course, there's such a there's. No, there's, I mean, there's, I mean, often there's stories of friendship found and lost and rekindled, mm-hmm. etc. But what was it about that sort of playing of the, uh, like, I guess, temporal um, aspect of it that, like, did it start with that twist or did it start with the basic theme? Like, how did that story come to fruition? Yeah, sometimes I start with theme, but for this one, I just kind of started with that idea of having a conversation that's taking place in two um, times at the same time as we experience it. Um, And I just kind of, I was, yeah, I thought it would be an interesting way to portray a relationship and that the confusion that the time traveler would experience could be entertaining. Um, I think the challenge from a script writing perspective intrigued me and that I just kind of wanted to prove that this weird concept could work. No, I yeah. I follow. Um, as it's tricky, as tricky as it is to follow, perhaps it's just because I was in the film. Yeah, but it's uh, helpful. But I, I think I think it is helpful somewhat. But I think I think you've communicated the point fairly clearly. Uh, boy, this desk is covered with ants. Um, yeah, KUCI headquarters has uh, an ants problem. I know it's almost like we could use some kind of uh, creature to come and eat them. It's too bad UCI has no affiliation with it's any true. such creature. Yeah. It's too bad. Uh, yeah, to let so to let um, the audience look behind the curtain. If you couldn't tell earlier, we were goofing when we said we were actually in the KUCI headquarters. We oh. are filming this at my apartment, as I have done in the past with uh, with previous guests when we were unable to schedule a meeting in the headquarters. And evidently, there is some food in my trash can that a whole mess of ants really want. So my desk is now covered with ants, but we're powering through anyway. I'll deal with that trash can problem afterwards. Uh, there's currently an ant crawling on the microphone right now. Oh, no. Uh, so if you hear any very tiny little leg fibers uh, buzzing in your ear, that's what that is. Yeah. It's so, not just our voices. Don't no. worry. No, although I do have tiny leg fibers in my voice, people have oh, told goodness. me. Oh, um, goodness. used to infuriate past singing I was thinking arm mind. fibers. No, that's disgusting and okay, weird. Yeah, Why would that... Good point. Uh, As an yeah. aside, KUCI has no affiliation with ants or ant-related problems. Yes. As far as I know, that has uh, 
That that is not that is not an issue no. with the station. Certainly not. We're we're doing good on that front. Oh yes. My apartment, a little less so, but neither here nor there. Uh, Ryan. Yes. So what uh, what projects are on the horizon right now? Well, that you can tell us um, other than than uh, than talking ahead. Yes. Yeah. So right now I'm working on a project about anxiety, which is fun, isn't it? Um, who doesn't love that? Um, it's so through this project I'm looking to. It's about a student who is nearing the end of their academic career. Go figure. How relatable, right? Um, you don't know that it's just students listening to this. It's true. That is... I'm uh, sorry. That is... It's not I? ageist, but it's something-ist, I'm sure. It's scholar-ist. You scholarist pig. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Anyway, continue. It's about a student nearing the end of his academic career um, who's very anxious obviously but um it uh, specifically they they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves to do a lot of things to prepare like to apply to graduate school or to apply to jobs or to internships or for scholarships or uh, everything just all of it's kind of hitting them so they do they do things like track a a mini panic attack now you've said all those things Ah. Well, that's, that's, yeah, I mean, that's what it's about. Um, So they use um, apps like a time tracking app so they can kind of focus on one thing at a time and actually see how long it takes. They can give themselves more credit for how how much work they're actually putting into things, but also like um, phone reminders and things. But um, where the stories, where the space that the story is going to be in will be showing that they're using. They're using it to such an extent that it's just overwhelming them more, like setting too many reminders or setting them when they're not necessary. Um, yeah, and then... Like uh, reminders to eat? Yeah, what reminders to eat or yeah. to floss. Um, reminders to do something tomorrow. You know, we were like talking about telling conventional story- stories with unconventional twists, yeah. but... Boy, if this isn't becoming a more and more conventional story oh. every day. Yeah, so... Hashtag relatable content. That's the kind of the premise, and then we're going to be seeing that manifest um, negatively through the protagonist and through a romantic relationship they're in and how inattentive they're being towards it in the ways that it um, fails in result. And ultimately, I want the message to be the moral of the story, if you will. Um, I will. Just thank you. Oh, well, oh. someone will. So that's good to know. <laughs> Um, I mean, anxiety is a complicated thing. It's not going to go away. It's more about knowing just when to live in the moment, when it's important to do so. We, like with personal relationships. That's what I'm going with. You say that we, anxiety can't be beaten, but I, I, have, I, I have devoted my life to finding anxiety. Tracking, oh. tracking that, that guy down and introducing him to, to Mary oh boy. and right fisty. Oh boy. That's what I call my fist. I can see the public execution already. Yeah, I lost a lot of creativity after I named Mary. Oh. Um but anxiety's still gonna gonna catch these hands. That's I, the point. That you should be scared. I I think I think so. I find me quite intimidating. Oh. I'm a I'm a, a, a skinny pale guy who talks into a microphone for fun and if that isn't intimidating golly gee i don't know what is yeah, i didn't choose to be here i just i'm just here i just saw you and then and now i'm here literally shivering in your boots and true i'm watching you right now yeah, I these, didn't, are, these are my good boots i don't even these know where my, you got these boots from they're my happy boots you showed up in new balances i just have that effect on people yeah. uh 
Well, just one last thing I am curious about, because I know, while maybe you're not pursuing animation as adamantly these days, I know um, it still is uh, something that you do take a lot of uh, passion and enjoyment Certainly. from. And not something that you're necessarily is off the table for, you know, working in some capacity no, in the no, future, right? definitely not. I don't want to lose that affiliation. No, nor should you. Um, and you worked for a little while with uh, sort of the top dogs of... Uh, animation i did uh tell us a bit about that yeah um i did the disney college program in 2016 and 2018 it's a program wherein you live in their housing and do one of the roles in the in the theme park whether it be so for the 2016 program i would i went over to florida and worked in disney world and then again in um I did the same thing in 2018, only with Disneyland. But I did it in that order because Disneyland is much more competitive. There is so much stuff in Disney World. It is intense. Um, But yeah, I mean, in addition to that, they also provide courses on professionalization and on, like, their marketing strategies and different things like that, kind of putting you in the headspace of the Disney brand and slash or community. So that was quite the experience. All right, well, Ryan? Yes? You've lived one heck of a life, oh. and it's just getting started. I hope so. I, I think so. I mean, it's possible that a, a bus could fall out of yes. the sky as soon Cynicism. as you walk out Cynicism. of here. I, I get Through line, through line, <laughs> bingo, ding, ding, ding. Uh, but I think more than likely, your life's just getting started, and it's looking mighty fine. Where can people catch your, your films and your work, and is there places online there to look and check that um, out? The YouTube channel Musical Inferno 42 has the the Golden Gate Mercantile one right now, specifically, um, as well as some other uh, smaller projects. A lot I've of done. music stuff too, and right? also piano stuff because yes. piano is something I love to do and have always um, done, just kind of for me. So that's great. Um, yeah, and, and the other projects I discussed will be up there eventually as well. That's the goal. That's exciting. So one more time, what is it? It's a uh, Musical Inferno 42 on the Good old YouTube. That the good old YouTube. To yeah. be clear, not the not the bad, nasty, icky YouTube. Yeah, let's yeah make be, that. Be sounds. clear, you uh, you're when you're when you're hitting that search bar, two Certainly. very different websites. Definitely, um, yes. One of which is the the YouTube we're talking about is the one that's spelled Y O U tube, not the one that's Umlaut tube. Yeah. Um, who knows if that's a real website or not? I don't urge people to look that up because no. it could be a it nasty be website. One of those things. Don't look up Umlaut tube. Just don't do it. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of ants to kindly ask to leave my apartment now. Um, And I'm not one of them. No, no. So we're clear. (laughs) I'm still going to kindly ask you to leave my apartment. Okay. But I will will give you a ride home. But I don't consider you an ant. I consider you far greater. But I consider each ant's life to be special. Every single ant will be leaving here tonight with a brand new Porsche. But not me. No, not you. You're, okay. you're getting in the back of my Kia Optima. You're not okay. even getting in the front. I'm driving you home. <laughs> That's fine. I'm That's dropping fine. you off yeah. the doorstep, kicking you to the curb. Oh, uh, fair. Yeah. Mm. I said I consider each ant's life to be special and worthy of a Porsche. Humans, you're doing fine, I guess. I guess. All right. I don't know. Jeez. Oh. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Bye. I I guess. Yeah. I'll miss you. Yeah, I'll miss you too. You want a Porsche? I'll, I mean, if you insist. I'm not. I'll I'm say. not insist. I'm not giving you a Porsche. Oh. Oh. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.